Welcome to Wiseish with Dr. Kavita Sun. In this podcast, I'm going to be sharing with you all the tools that I learned over the last 10 plus years to be able to go from feeling overwhelmed emotionally and struggling in my relationships to now being able to have emotional maturity, steadiness and thriving relationships and to be able to set and achieve big goals. It took me a long time and a lot of trial and tribulation to get to this point. And my goal in sharing this podcast is to hopefully shorten your time gap to get to where you want to go. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. Hey everybody, welcome to Wiseish. This is the very first podcast episode that we've ever done and I'm so excited <laughs> to be starting this. This has been a passion project that we've been working on for months now. Um I'm Dr. Kavita Sun. I'm a psychiatrist and I'm an emotional freedom coach. What that means is my job here is to teach you and show you tools that will give you if you apply them a sense of clarity and ease and freedom in your inner world so that you can go out and create the life, the work, the relationships anything that you want in the outer world is a result of how much clarity and ease you have internally so that's my job is to help you get that so you can go ahead and do whatever you want take risks and do big things all right wow so for this first episode we were really debating on okay what is what would be the most useful topic for you guys and i just could not pick one <laughs> so i ended up surveying our present and past clients a few of them and i asked them you know when you were looking for help what were you most struggling with and i got a bunch of different answers right some people said that they were struggling and stuck in the past and things that happened in the past and traumas that they'd experienced in the past and not being able to get past that Some people were talking about relationships and feeling stuck there, not knowing whether to stay or leave or how to solve things. Some people were talking about um big projects or goals or dreams that they had, but they were frustrated because they weren't taking action, they weren't able to get it done. And so all these different answers on the surface looked like they were completely different issues, right? but when i looked underneath the more i sat with it the more i peeked under the hood what i realized was that everybody was talking about kind of the same thing which is getting stuck right that they're feeling stuck there's a push and pull between what they want and what's actually happening and they don't know how to resolve the two so that's why we decided to pick this topic for the first few episodes the getting unstuck process that i teach has five steps to it so what we're going to do is every day over the next 5 days we're going to tackle one step so that i can go a little deeper and show you the thinking behind it and how to actually apply that tool and by the end of 5 days you will be able to apply this process to any situation that you are stuck in in any part of your life forever. Okay? So that's my promise to you. All right, let's get started then. So what does it mean to be stuck? 
I'm a lover of languages. For those of you um, who may not know, <laughs> anyone who knows me knows that. So I um, love to study the etymology of words and, and um, kind of understand the origins of things. And so when I went to the thesaurus, it gave me the definition for stuck as being unable to move forward. And I really love that for two reasons, really. One is the use of the word unable, right? Because it hints at that there isn't a lack of trying here, right? There might actually be quite a lot of activity, but they are trying and unable, right? So I've seen this in all my clients. I've seen it in my own life. When we're stuck, we're actually having a lot of activity often in our minds about it, right? There's a, there might be tons of thoughts about it and lots of feelings about it and lots of urges and regrets and memories about it. We might actually be taking action, but it's ineffective and it keeps us going round and round. It's sort of being in quicksand. Right. They say that when you're in quicksand, the more you struggle, the deeper and deeper you get stuck. That's kind of how I see this process. There's a lot of activity, but there is no actual movement forward, which is extremely exhausting and frustrating. Right. So the for me, the first step is to getting unstuck is to understand how our brains work. Why do we get stuck in the first place? What's that about, right? So let's look at how our brain functions when it comes across a problem, especially if it's an emotional one, because that'll give us an idea of how to use our brains to actually get unstuck, okay? The first thing I want you to know about your brain is that all your thoughts, all your feelings, all your urges, all your memories and the images that come up in your mind, the good, the bad, the painful, the joyful, every bit of it is completely fine. There is nothing wrong with you when you have a sad thought or several sad thoughts or anxiety or even panic. There is nothing wrong with all of those being in your brain at any one moment. In fact, you probably have contradicting thoughts and feelings and emotions and memories at any one moment, right? You probably have some thoughts that are saying, no, you should try harder and you can do it. And remember when you did this thing and then there are other thoughts that are saying, no, but maybe I should try it tomorrow. Maybe I need to get more data and, you know, maybe I'm just not cut out for this there's going to be contradictory thoughts, feelings, images, and memories all the time in your brain. And that is not a problem, my friends. That is the first thing I want you to hear. Why is this so important to understand? Because when we think this is a problem, and unfortunately, um, the culture that we are in right now, especially, is all about being happy right? It's all about chasing happiness, finding happiness. You deserve happiness. You know, how can you get back to happy? What is the happiness formula, right? So we're all focused on trying to get rid of discomfort, trying to get rid of any negative or um, just what we would consider not a pleasant 
thought or feeling or memory, we are being cultured, and this is getting worse and worse, to chase happiness. And here's the thing, here's a problem with that. Your brain, my friend, is designed to find danger. It's designed to constantly be scanning the environment for what might kill you. And that is a good thing, trust me. It's because you have that part of the brain that you remember not to walk out in traffic. <laughs> it's because you have that part of the brain that you don't just go and touch a live wire just to see how it feels, right? It is still keeping you safe. However, the difference between what it was first originally designed for and how it might be um, sort of limiting you today. Let's look at that difference because there is a usefulness and it is doing its job. However, there is a little disconnect in modern times. So to understand that disconnect, I want to take you back to our ancestors, right? Centuries ago, millennia ago, when we were hunters and gatherers. Imagine you were living in those times and you wake up in the morning and it's time to go hunt, right? You have, to, you have to get food for yourself and for your family and for your clan to be able to survive. There's no um, way to um, store food safely. So every day is a new day for finding food to survive that day. So you get up and now that you have more of a brain than many of the other animals in the animal kingdom, you can plan that maybe a watering hole is a good place to go look for prey because animals are going to come and drink water there, right? So smart homo sapiens that you are, you go over there and you start waiting at the watering hole. You're looking for, for prey. However, your mind also has evolved enough to know that the other animals are also looking for prey and you could be their prey that day. So what does it do? It learns to associate over time, over hundreds of years, your brain has learned to associate survival and the possibility of death at the same time. It's almost like a parallel process in our brain. Okay? It's it tends to look at even pleasurable things like possibly getting food along with, oh my God, what if I become food for someone else? I need to scan the environment also for mortal danger. And that was a very smart thing for your brain to do back then, right? It's because your brain knew how to hold both of those together at the same time that we survived as a species, along with many other things like teamwork and imagination and planning and all these things, fire and tools, right? But the very beginning was having that primitive brain have these capabilities is why you and I are alive today, okay? The disconnect though is that in modern times, in your day-to-day -day life now and in my day-to-day -day life now, 
we are not, for the most part, facing mortal danger 24-7. Okay? But our brain has not yet caught up. The primitive part of the brain still is constantly scanning for mortal danger because its only job is to keep you alive. And the only way it knows to keep you alive is to keep feeding you all this stimuli and thoughts and stories and warnings about what someone or something else might do to you. And when it's doing that, it is doing its job. There is nothing going wrong. Okay. Now, over the latter part of our ev evolution, we now have, we have developed something called the prefrontal cortex. It's a part of the brain that's just behind your eyeballs and forehead. Okay. It is the part of the brain that has um, judgment and can wait patiently for things and postpone enjoyment for something better. It has imagination and creativity. It has problem solving. It has compassion. It can put itself, your, you, in someone else's shoes and understand where they might be coming from. All of those things come from the prefrontal cortex. The, the disconnect that happens, though, is that when your brain thinks that there might be any potential danger. And remember, the primitive brain always thinks that because it has been trained over millennia to associate even neutral stimuli with the possibility that you might die. So whenever there's even a hint of that, the prefrontal cortex gets shut down and your primitive brain becomes like a highway. It's the faster route because your entire organism is going to put your survival first. This is where the disconnect happens because in modern life, we're not always at danger. And yet, even if there is a memory of something that gets provoked in your day-to-day -day, that might feel remotely uncomfortable immediately, your brain gets, your primitive brain hijacks the rest of your brain and starts feeding you more danger signals because it's trying to keep you safe. So as you can see, when you have all of these contradictory thoughts and feelings and images and memories, it is just your brain activity doing its job. It's just mental chatter. It is exactly what the brain is designed to do. Nothing has gone wrong. However, if we don't learn to manage this better, what happens is we end up believing what our primitive brain is telling us and we start looking for more and more evidence that there is danger. And I often like to say our brain is like a Google search engine. You know, when you go into the Google search bar, it never tells you, you know, let's say you input something like, why is everyone against me? <laughs> okay. Google is never going to say, oh, I don't know if that's a very wise search term or search phrase, right? It's just going to give you a bunch of results. That's what the brain does, right? It's a Google search engine. So whatever 
when the primitive brain hijacks your entire system, you keep inputting into your Google search bar, where is there more danger? Why, where is there more memories of this person hurting me in this way? Where is this, you know, what is the worst that could happen? How might I be humiliated? How might I, you know, not be able to achieve my dreams? How might I be not good enough for this? Those are all the search terms that you start inputting into your Google search bar. And guess what? Your brain gives you tons and tons and tons and tons of valid results. Therein lies the problem. Because you believe your primitive brain, you start inputting more and more terms that give you more results, and you get deeper and deeper sucked and trapped in the quicksand. Which, at the end of the day, you're still alive, nothing has happened to you, except you have now flogged yourself for hours on end mentally and caused yourself so much suffering. So much suffering. One of the things I'm going to teach you in this podcast is that pain is not optional. Sometimes life hurts. Sometimes events happen that are um, unexpected or, you know, just shake us. That sort of pain is not optional. It's going to happen to all of us at some point and it comes and goes, right? That part is not optional. What is optional is all the additional suffering that we then do to ourselves because we end up believing the primitive brain and looking for more and more evidence and flogging ourselves for hours, days, months, years on end. The original pain is one event, one time, one moment, or whatever that memory is. It's, it's um, limited and constrained by time. Whereas you doing the mental flogging, there's no time constraints. You could do this until you're on your deathbed. And when you do that, you end up creating a life that is a reflection of this suffering. This mental flogging that we do to ourselves shows up in our health, not just mental health, but our physical health. There's so much evidence between mind-body connection and how much um, this sort of rumination and stress can actually hurt our bodies. It hurts us in our relationships. It shows up as repetitive patterns and trouble that we have in our relationships. It shows up at our workplaces and limits the growth that we can have and how much we do or don't reach our full potential. It shows up in every area of our lives. It shows up most tragically in what we pass on to the next generation. That to me is the biggest tragedy because see our parents, my parents did not have these tools. My parents did not even know that you could think about your thinking, right? They were doing the very best they could and 
their very best at times was shitty. But it still was the very best that they knew to do. So for me, the biggest tragedy is not what our parents did or didn't do. The bigger tragedy is if I don't learn these tools because they're available now. And if I don't pass on a different set of tools, a better set of tools, a healthier way of engaging in, with myself and with the world to my children, that to me is the biggest tragedy. And I don't mean like you may or may not have children of your own. That doesn't matter. You are still passing on a legacy to the next generation by the work you do or don't do, by the dreams you go after or don't, by the, you know, you living in peaceful harmony with yourself spreads peace in the world. So that's what I'm going to be teaching you exactly how to do in terms of being able to see brain activity for what it is, being able to uh, pull back from it and zoom out from it and sort of diffuse from those sticky thoughts that take us down the, the quicksand trap, right? How do we diffuse from that? How do we see it for what it is? And how do we stay in the wise mind and take wise, brave actions that will lead us down an alternative path, the path of your potential, the path of your peace. That is my job on this podcast to show you how to do. Okay, so we'll stop here for episode one. Today, what I'd like you to do after this podcast, after you finish listening, is take a second and write down where have I allowed my mental chatter, my brain activity and my primitive brain and it's all it's, uh, you know, doom signals to hijack my entire being? Where, in which areas of my life do I tend to get hijacked like this and ruminate for hours and look for more evidence and build a story that then becomes the narrative and my my actions follow that and it becomes my life story? Where? Right now, there's don't don't judge yourself. Don't get into, oh my God, how, why am I doing this? How could I do this? Why didn't I know this earlier? That's not helpful. That's another way to get trapped in the quicksand. So I want you to just observe this. Just notice it. Ah, that's what's happening. That's your job for today. Deal, my friend? And I will see you tomorrow and we'll go into step two of getting unstuck. Big hugs to you and see you tomorrow. Hey, my friend, if you enjoyed this podcast, Hit subscribe so you get notified when the next episode drops and I will see you there. Have a great day. Bye.